Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is David King, creator, producer, and occasional voice on Midnight Marinera, which is an anthology series that takes short, eerie stories and adapts them into fully cast audio dramas. This is a sample from episode 58, a horror mockumentary called It's Always a Zombie. Thank you for listening. The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. Crap, is it? Yeah, it's recording. Cool. No, Donnie, it's fine. We're fine. Just just cut this part out. Yeah, this part. I don't know. You're the one doing the editing. Just, just fix it in post. <laughs> you better not. We don't want this that raw, okay? Okay. I'm doing it for real now. <clears throat> There's an old saying that I'm positive you've heard before. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. From janitors to garbage collectors, men and women in these lines of work do things we as a populace are loath to do. They're valuable services, despite being thankless jobs. I mean, how often have you told the person sorting your recycling from your trash that you appreciate them keeping you from drowning in your own junk? I mean, it's safe to say not often. But on the list of important but undesirable career paths, the average sanitation worker probably gets more gratitude on a daily basis than someone with the job I'm about to describe gets in their entire career. I'm talking about zombie hunters. Widespread investigation of reports from funeral homes, morgues, and hospitals has concluded that the unburied dead are coming back to life and seeking human victims. Ever since the first outbreak in 1968, the undead have been a part of average existence, a common issue that is seen as, like the cockroach, little more than an annoyance these days. We understand the results, if not the cause, and dealing with zombies has become as simple as making a phone call and waiting for someone to come handle the problem. You would think this would mean the zombie hunters that make sure the dead stay dead would get immense respect. But I'm sure everyone listening knows, or at least thinks they know, how they feel about folks who do the job. Note how I've been calling them zombie hunters. You probably know them by their colloquial title, Deadbaggers. And it's not a title of endearment, I can tell you that much. I conducted a quick series of impromptu interviews to get a sense of what the average person thinks. So what do you think of zombie hunters? They're disgusting. Who in their right mind would want to be a deadbagger? I understand what they do is important, but honestly, they probably pick up, like, all kinds of diseases, so I don't really know any, like, personally. Oh, they're disgusting, gross. I don't want to see them in my neighborhood, and I don't want my children exposed to that. Thank you very much. They're the ones doing the unnatural thing. If the dead walk the earth, it's the Lord's will, and they're probably going against it by butchering. Probably get a sick pleasure out of it, too, perverts. Oh, we had to call a deadbagger once after my uncle died. It was f***ing gross. Like, I know it wasn't really my uncle anymore, but the guy could have been more respectful, you know? Like, my mom house smelled for, like, weeks after that. What's this for? A documentary podcast. About deadbaggers? Yeah, so would you... Is this for a school project or something? No, this is my own thing. I'm a college graduate. <laughs> really? What'd you major in? Journalism. Yeah, bullshit liberal college system. Don't give a degree to anyone these days. 
Donnie, you could cut this part out. Clearly, there's a lot of stigma surrounding these people, despite how needed their services are. What really motivates them? What does it take to be a zombie hunter? The mission of this podcast is to document the lives, the methods, and struggles of these unsung heroes of everyday life, share their stories with the world, and to hopefully give them the appreciation they deserve. It may not be the most glamorous topic for a podcast, but hey, it's a dirty job, and someone's got to do it. I'm Amber Gordon, and this is Deadbaggers. asking yourself, why does this woman care so much about people that kill dead people as a career? To be honest, I can't tell you exactly why either. I've never had a run-in with a zombie, and I've certainly never seen a zombie hunter at work. I know there's a lot of videos, yes, and I've always been kind of squeamish, so I avoided them. But as a journalist, I started to recognize the spread of misinformation about zombie hunting and exterminating among the public and I'm surprised about how little I actually knew about the subject. Most take it for granted, but I wanted to know the details. Call it morbid curiosity. But after delving into the scant bit of information I could find, I knew I'd found something potentially interesting, more so than people give it credit for. Unsure exactly where to start, I reached out to a few employees of Final Returns Incorporated, in hopes I might be able to get an interview. Final Returns is the largest commercial zombie removal service in the United States, and almost the only one you ever see advertised. Understandably, there's not a lot of competition in this market. I won't lie when I tell you that the majority of replies I got were confused and suspicious, people wondering if I had accidentally contacted the wrong number, or saying I was crazy for wanting to look into the matter, and no-takers. And then, a breakthrough. The first warm response I received was this voicemail. Hey, this is Devin returning a call from Amber. Uh, Not sure what you're hoping to accomplish talking to a guy like me about what I do, but I heard you called a bunch of others and no one wants to talk to you. Yeah, they're a bunch of wusses. Give me a call back when we can set a time and place. All right, bye. My cursory research showed that Devin Coolidge had been working for Final Returns for over a decade and has an impressive track record of solo missions under his belt. I couldn't believe my luck. I was about to have my first proper interview with a zombie hunter, and one with legitimate field experience. I got in touch quickly, and we worked things out, and we met within the week at his home. Due to the nature of his work, Devin asked I not disclose his location on our show. Even though this is the internet age, and it's frighteningly easy to look up. <laughs> Uh, you could cut that part out, Donnie. I was just being silly. Thanks for the tea. Uh, don't mention it. I can't stomach coffee anymore. Only time I drink it is in shots for late calls at work. Can't get rid of the association. With your job? That's right. You ever want an excuse to go vegetarian, quit smoking, drop a bad habit? You get in my line of work. It'll take the pleasure right out of anything. Devin is in his mid-30s, but has an air about him that seems a decade older. 
His skin has a tanned consistency of a regular beachgoer, but without the color. And when he smiles, there's a tightness to it that shows a hard line where its limits are. Even so, he was nothing but polite and open with me, and gave me some surprising insights to start the show with. I'll let the rest of the interview speak for itself. So, what do you want to know? Well, it's hard to know where to start. Like I said in our calls, you're the only one who's willing to talk about it. I wish I could say I was surprised, but I'm not. I think they get enough shit from people as is. Can we can we swear on this show? It's fine. It'll get censored in post. All right. Like I was saying, we get a lot of flack on a daily basis for what we do, and that's only when people are willing to complain at us. That's why your call surprised me. I just think there's a lot of misconceptions about your work, and I want to help debunk a few things. Maybe enlighten a few people. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Ignorance is, is bliss. Then, before we do anything else, my first question is, what is one of the most common fallacies about your work you'd like to clear up for the uninitiated? Huh. Okay, uh, here's my main piece of advice. It's always a zombie. Um, what do you mean? Uh, it's a phrase I use with a lot of the greens at FR. It's always a zombie. I didn't coin it, but I made it popular over there. Is it like a mantra? More like a reminder for the stupid or just folks not in the know. The uh, thing is, Amber, we're, we're half a century from the night zombies first appeared and most people still don't know what the f*** they are or how they work. The average Joe these days thinks, hey, if the dead can walk the earth, then maybe ghosts are real and aliens can land in my backyard. And those sorts of people still call us thinking we're like a bunch of Van Helsings. Can't factor that what we do is both necessary and normal. Like it or not, zombies are just a fact now. I kind of follow. You're saying just because zombies exist doesn't mean other things do. Mostly. But, but I think lumping your own superstitions and beliefs uh, before facts is what I'm getting at. Mind if I tell you a story uh, why I took this career? Uh, please do. Uh, I was actually going to ask you that next. Uh, it ties in. Trust me. So like most kids, I never considered a zombie hunter my dream job. I wanted to be a, a firefighter, soldier, possibly Pee Wee Herman. If, if you told me, little baby me, that I'd end up splattering rotten dead brains across landscapes all over the world, well, there would have been crying involved. Then when I was about to graduate high school and I realized I had no idea what I was going to do as an adult, job fair rolled in. It's pretty much all soulless box stores, burger joints, minimum minimum wage garbage. Uh, I found the final returns booth. They had a video game set up, though they called it uh, Murder Simulator, and all the kids were gathered around it, blasting away at reanimated corpses. Most of the kids got sick looking at all the gore on the screen. The rest took their turns and walked away with no interest. But I was actually considering it. Sure, it was it was a job nobody wanted to do. But I'd spent a year at my uncle's farm, and let's just say I came away from that place with a strong stomach. It only takes a few times before you force yourself to stop naming the lambs, if you know what I mean. I... I do. Either way, I played the game, got through it without gagging too much, <laughs> and the guy at the booth said I was the best they'd seen that day. There was talk about it being a lucrative career path. I've seen in some of the ads that Final Returns does offer great and stable wages. Trust me, it only pays well because it's hard, messy work. 
The smell alone drives so many workers insane. They have a name for the syndrome, rot nose, and there's always a risk you'll get cannibalized by your dead grandmother. Uh, I'm almost sorry I asked. Ah, don't be. It's how you learn. Of course, high school me didn't. And hell, I figured at least I'd get to shoot guns and things. That's always a plus if you have no other prospects lined up. I actually filled an application then and there, the only one I bothered with. And while I was uh, ignorant, me asked if we shot at other things, like giant rats or demons or something. The guy in the goofy rubber gravestone costume, the goofy mascot, trying to pull kids in, he turns to me and says, It's never anything else. It's always a zombie. Right he was. Devin went on to tell me a little bit about the training he had to do after he was brought in, though he wasn't terribly specific. Final returns, unsurprisingly, seems to operate with the rationale of a private military organization, with a strict training regime intended to make sure their crew don't make mistakes, such as mistaking a sleepwalker for a zombie, as Devin put it. While the actual inner workings of the company and the training itself were what I was hoping to get into, Devin wasn't finished with his story quite yet. He warned me that it wasn't pretty, but I assured him, I and my listeners just wanted the truth, nasty bits and all. 